You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 449, Getting to Know the Holy Spirit. I grew up in a tradition, in a denomination where the Holy Spirit was seldom ever mentioned. There wasn't much discussion. Well, we talked about God and we talked about Jesus, but there was really very little talk, very little teaching, very little emphasis on the importance of of the Holy Spirit. And make no mistake, the Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so it's worth taking a closer look at who the Holy Spirit is and what is His role in our lives. What changed for me was an experience, uh, uh, not another rebirth, that's not scriptural, but we do find in the New Testament the the second experience, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. There's all kinds of terminology. But when you read through the book of Acts, you see over and over again people who had been saved, people who had, had accepted Jesus, were later filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with His power. In fact, Jesus told His disciples... In Acts 1.8, he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And so these were men who had already uh, been saved, who had committed their lives to Christ, but on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, that's, you know, kind of theologically, that's after Jesus went back to heaven, so that was when they were, you know, really officially saved. But that's not... What we see in Acts and the in the in the experience of Acts, when you take time and read those twenty-eight chapters of church history, the first thirty years of the church, you see over and over again people who were Christians, people who were believers, pe- people who had put their faith in Jesus, were later filled with the Holy Spirit, and it changed them, it empowered them, it released different things in them. So I want to talk about um, some of the things uh, that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. I'm going to list five ministries of the Holy Spirit, things that He does to help us in our Christian experience. First of all, He comes to convict. In John 16, verse 8, it says, And when He comes, He will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. And even though it's talking about convicting the world here, we know that there's also this ministry of conviction that we experience in our own lives as Christians. The Holy Spirit comes to convict. Uh, We know that the Holy Spirit wants to put us on this path, put us on this journey towards holiness and sanctification, and, and, and that comes through our cooperation with Him. And part of that is 
listening to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I think this is one of the things that we need to reemphasize in the church today uh, to, to get back on the path towards holiness that God wants us on. We, we can't wink at sin. We can't pretend that God doesn't care, but we need to uh, be sensitized again to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And you know, this is one of those prayers really that we should all pray every single day. It was the prayer that David prayed, and, and I think we should pray this prayer as well and invite the Holy Spirit to bring His conviction, to shine His light on areas in our lives. And the amazing thing is when we come to Christ, He doesn't try and change everything all at once. He doesn't address everything all at once. He takes His time and works with us. And again, that's what the process of sanctification is. But it does involve us listening, cooperating, and yielding to the Holy Spirit when we feel His conviction. And, and when we feel the conviction that, that we did something wrong or we've uh, got a bad habit or something else that we're allowing in our lives, that's when we immediately need to repent and move towards uh, that, that following Him again, asking for forgiveness, receiving His forgiveness, and then moving on down the path of discipleship. Number two, He comes to teach us and guide us into the truth. Teach us and guide us into the truth. In John 14, verse 26, it says, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And I think this is such an important uh, aspect of the Holy Spirit's ministry is he wants to teach us and lead us into his truth. And that second part we just started talking about leading us into the truth Listen to what he says. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So, so I think we need to understand the Holy Spirit wants to work inside of us and give us revelation. Maybe you've had this experience where you've seen that Christian, who's who, who, somebody who's been a Christian for 20 years, and yet... They just don't seem to know and understand their Bible or really understand or to have grown in their faith. And then you meet that Christian who's, who's been a believer for maybe six months or a year, and yet they're already getting fresh revelation every time they read the Scriptures. And I think part of that comes down to us being yielded to the Holy Spirit and asking for Him to teach He's promised to teach us. So, so I typically, when I open the scriptures in the morning to read, I'll say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Reveal to me your truth. Show me something I haven't seen before. And, and the beauty is we've got the author of the scriptures, the Holy Spirit, living inside of us. And so he can um, shine his light on those things that we need. And it's not that we're not taught by others, uh, but I think even being open to the Holy Spirit, we're going to receive more when our pastor preaches or we're listening in our Sunday school class or small group or wherever you're at. I think it's going to set us on a trajectory to grow in maturity because we're allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us and, and to lead us into truth. I mean, listen, there's never been a greater time 
when we need to have an understanding of the truth. I mean, in our society, it seems like everybody has their own truth. And yet Jesus said that he was the truth. And so here we have Jesus saying, look, the Holy Spirit, the helper, he's going to come live inside of you and he's going to lead you into the truth. This episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul and Acts. This is an exciting handbook on the Acts of the Apostles. We give you a great introduction to the background of the Acts of the Apostles, and uh, included in that is a a great introduction to the Gospel of Luke, because the, the same author wrote both books. We emphasize, we dig into Peter and Paul's ministries in the early church. These were the two most eminent apostles, planting churches, uh, really leading that early Christian movement into the uh, worldwide phenomena that it became. And with with Peter focusing his ministry specifically on the, the Jewish Christians uh, early on in Judea and then eventually traveling some, and then, of course, Paul becoming the apostle to the Gentiles, taking the message of the gospel throughout the Roman world. Uh, Check out Peter and Paul and Acts. This is one of those books that's going to help bring Acts alive to you. Click on the link. I know you will want a copy. Well, all right. We're talking about getting to know the Holy Spirit. And like I said, we've got five things we want to look at. I've already talked about conviction, letting the Holy Spirit convict us not being afraid to uh, ask the Holy Spirit to convict us of those things that displease Him. Talked about teaching us and leading us into truth. Number three, uh, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us and remind us that we are God's children. He wants to lead us and remind us that we are God's children. Listen to what Paul said, in, and this is in Romans chapter 8. He says this, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Now that's a a dense passage of scripture, but I just want to highlight two things. First of all, he wants to lead us And that's what he says. He says, all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So there's this element of the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us in life. But he's actually very specific here. Part of that leading process is involving us putting to death the deeds of the flesh. Back to the whole conviction and sanctification thing. The Holy Spirit's leading us and guiding us and helping us to put to death those things that displease him. But he goes on to say, We've also received the Holy Spirit as a reminder of who we are. He bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God 
heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ. How powerful is this? I think one of the things Christians all over the world need to kind of come back to is understanding who they are in Christ, our identity, knowing knowing really uh, who whose we are. And because of whose we are, who are we as, as not just individuals, but as part of the body of Christ, children in God's family. Maybe you remember the famous movie, uh, The Lion King, and the, the incredible uh, story of the young lion whose father, the king, had been murdered, and he he, 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 he's, he's been kicked out himself because, of course, he's the heir and the evil uh, lion who has taken over has kicked him out. And, and, and so this young lion is, is, is looking into a pond and he, 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 he mysteriously sees his father's image in his own reflection. And he has this moment where his father speaks to him from the dead and, and, and is encouraging him to remember who you are. You're a child of the king. You're an heir to the throne. Remember who you are. And I tell you, as believers, that's one of the greatest things that we can remember. Because too often I forget in the busyness of the day, the busyness of the week, all the things that are going on, that that I am a child of God, uh, a joint heir with Christ, a citizen of heaven, an ambassador of Christ, um, Paul said, don't you know you're going to judge the world? And, and yet, too often, we get so caught up in our own things, we, we, we can't even deal with the matters in this life. So, so remembering who we are, that's one of the things the Holy Spirit constantly wants to bring to our remembrance. Who are we? Who are we? And this is so important. I mean, when you look at the even the temptation of Jesus... The, the three of the three temptations that Satan confronted Jesus with before his ministry started, two of them were related to his identity. He said, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself off this building. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And so he was tempting Jesus. He was, he was making Jesus doubt his own identity. So if if Jesus was tempted that way, we can't be surprised that we will be tempted that way as well, but we need to let the Holy Spirit help us remember who we are. Number 4, getting to know the Holy Spirit. He wants to help us as we pray. He wants to help us as we pray. You know, I talked earlier about being filled with the Holy Spirit, about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that, that, that we see over and again in Acts and in which so many uh, Spirit-filled Christians have experienced is this prayer language, this, this, this gift of tongues, this ability to pray in a language you've never learned. And, and I get it. It's controversial. There's uh, areas of the church, segments of Christianity that don't even believe it's for today. And, you know, fine, whatever. The problem is you've really got to twist the Scripture to, 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 to remove some things. You know, the, there's no indication it was ever stopped. I mean, he gave it to the early Christians, um, and to say that we don't need it today is absolutely ridiculous. And the Holy... Listen to what Paul says in Acts 8, verse 26 and 27. He says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, 
but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for saints according to the will of God. So, I don't know about you, but prayer can be hard. Prayer can be a, a chore sometimes. Prayer can be a challenge sometimes. I'm learning to love prayer. I'm learning to embrace prayer. I'm learning to delight in praying. But part of this comes also by praying in the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit pray through us. You know, Paul commands us, learn to pray without ceasing. He says in First Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. Um, there's something powerful when we can begin to develop a lifestyle of prayer. Um, one of the things the Holy Spirit will do is, and, and you, maybe you've experienced this, is maybe you'll feel a nudge to pray for someone, a friend, maybe somebody you haven't seen in a while, a family member. But just during your day, maybe you'll feel a nudge to pray for them. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. Take a moment and pray for that person. Pray for that situation. And let's see what God might do. But let's enjoy and let's appreciate, as we get to know the Holy Spirit, His beautiful help in, in helping us create a lifestyle of prayer. And then number five, number five is, as we mentioned before, the Holy Spirit wants to empower us for service. So we said earlier, Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We mentioned the fact that, that when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, often the initial gift is speaking in tongues. But what I've found and seen over and over again is that speaking in tongues unlocks the other gifts as well. You know, Paul lists these gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. There's the the uh, prophecy, there's the word of wisdom, there's the word of knowledge, there's faith, there's healing, there's miracles, there's discerning of spirits, there's speaking in tongues, there's interpreting those tongues. And the Holy Spirit wants to release these gifts inside of you and me. And the reason He wants to release those gifts inside of you and in me is so that we can be better witnesses, as Jesus said in Acts 1.8. You will be my witnesses, and you'll receive power. Um, how great a, 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 a God do we serve that not only does he command us to spread his message, but he gives us the tools, he gives us the gifts, he empowers us to, to do that. Um, you know, what a, what a powerful testimony it might be if you laid your hands on a office co-worker, obviously with their permission, who was battling a sickness and prayed for them and saw God come through. Well, what if he doesn't heal them? Well, that's not your, that's not your problem. Your problem is to connect them with the Holy Spirit through prayer. And I find, and I've seen it in my own professional career, often taking the time asking, hey, can I pray for you? Seeing the Holy Spirit touch people in so many ways, um, a word of wisdom for someone, a word of knowledge for someone, a prophecy. And you don't have to even say you're prophesying, but just sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you supernatural insight on what to say during a conversation that's going to turn that conversation back to things of the Spirit. So let us 
embrace the power of the Holy Spirit for service so that we can be the witnesses he's called us to be. So just a few thoughts here. Talking about getting to know the Holy Spirit. Experience him. Um, you know, if this is new to you, I'd encourage you to read John 14, 15, and 16. Jesus is actually teaching in depth on the Holy Spirit in those chapters. Romans 8, Paul teaches in depth. I think he mentions the Holy Spirit like 20 times in Romans 8. Um, and then, of course, the entire book of Acts. Read through, see what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit, and let's experience His power, His work, His ministry in our lives. So quick recap. Um, getting to know the Holy Spirit. He comes to convict us. Let's embrace that. He comes to teach us and guide us into the truth. He comes to lead us and remind us that we're God's children. He comes to help us as we pray. And then he also empowers us for service. Well, what can you think of? What are some of the other things the Holy Spirit does in your life and in my life. I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspill.com, leave me a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Don't forget to check out Peter and Paul and Acts, and we will see you next time on Leading.